Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Hour number three, our third and final, live right here on this Wednesday on the early line on SportsGrid and all across the Spiz Grizz Network. He is DRS. That is Donnie Wright's side. I am Ben Stevens. DRS, we go into hour number three after hearing from the public in the FTP poll on this Wednesday, who was the best team in college football. We'll also touch on a ton around Major League Baseball in more early lines here on the early line for NFL week number four. Donnie, we asked the public, who's the best team in CFB? Is it any of the top three in the AP top 25? Or is it another team this year where we're seeing a rather up-in-the-air open field in 2023 in college football? And DRS, the public... Going with the other, the choices were Georgia, Michigan, Texas, and other. Georgia and Michigan not receiving the majority of the vote. Other nearly 38% DRS, the most selected option of the four in our Fade the Public poll at Sports Grid TV on Twitter. Donnie, both you and I agree the public is seeing it correctly. I think the best team right here, right now, so far in the 2023 campaign is other. In my estimation, DRS, it's not the first-ranked team in the country in Georgia. It's not the number two team in the country in Michigan. It's not the number three team in the country in Texas. It's not fourth-ranked Ohio State. DRS, for me, it's number five, Florida State. And there's no disagreements there because you're taking a look at a team that's been battle-tested. You're knocking off an LSU. You're knocking off a Clemson in Clemson. You're surviving ACC battles in Boston College, even though Boston College isn't a great team. But you have to take a look at that saying, okay, that's one of those games where you played and your team might be looking ahead there and get caught up in a trap. They didn't. They still won that football game outright, and that's all that matters. Now, also, keep it in the ACC. I mean, come on now. 4-0 Miami, 18 in the AP poll. I mean, come on, man. It should be at least 8 in the <laughs> AP poll at this point. So my other would yeah. come in on the Miami Hurricane. But we're not saying Georgia isn't a good football team. We're not saying Michigan right. isn't a good football team and deserving of those high rankings. It just would be nice if they played a couple teams with a pulse so we can actually gauge as the public if they're going to be one of those top and quality football teams. Now, DRS, you bring up a great point right there. First, let's welcome in the Sports Grid Radio audience. Hour number three, our third and final on TEL on this Wednesday. Sirius XM Channel 159 and all of our other radio terrestrial affiliates now in the fold. He's Donnie Wrightside. I am Ben Stevens discussing who was the best team in college football through weekend number four, five weeks, if you include week zero, of this college football campaign. I don't think it's the number one team in the country in Georgia. I don't think it's the number two team in the country in Michigan. I sure as heck don't think it's the number three team in the country in Texas. And Donnie, that's not saying I don't agree with the top three of the AP poll or even giving Ohio State, who probably has the best win this year or the second best win in college football this year on the road in South Bend against Notre Dame, the fourth spot in the AP top 25. But we're talking projection. And there's something that I think is often lost in college football DRS, and I get caught up in it from time to time. I think you do as well. Fans out there in the public certainly yelling at rankings for what they think is unfair or discrediting their college football team and their favorite program. Rankings, for the most part, as the writers vote on it for the AP poll, are a reward for what you have done. The great thing about us, DRS, getting to use the odds is not only do you add in an added level of expectation, there's also the projection. So Florida State right now tied alongside Ohio State and Texas for that third best number to win a national championship. It's eight to one. 
Florida State has already held serve in the first month of their season. It was going to be a make-or-break first month for Mike Norvell. They hammer LSU the opening weekend of the year. They go to Clemson as a slight favorite, but were not the favorite before the year got underway and beat the Tigers in overtime. You can blame Dabo Sweeney and conservative play calling. You can blame a defunct Clemson offense. Whatever it is, Florida State still won on the road in overtime. And now, Donnie, FSU is a minus-150 favorite to win the ACC. They have taken care of business. Yeah, some challenging tests the rest of the way. Donnie's Miami Hurricanes, but it's at home. The Duke Blue Devils, number 17 in the country. It's at home in Tallahassee. The Syracuse Orange, one of the unbeaten teams that should be ranked in the top 25, but is not. That game is also at home. Florida State has their path ahead for them. Again, an odds-on favorite to win the ACC. Donnie, you would think if they do so with a loss or less, they are going to see the college football playoff. You always need to paint out the path to have an opportunity to be that ultimate best team of winning a national championship. And let me just say this, Donnie. We use the odds here, right? We evaluate games, not who wins it straight up, but if they cover a number, we look at over-unders, we look at national championship odds, all of that. Georgia and Michigan have not lost yet this year. They are perfect. They are unbeaten. They have taken care of the team so far in the easy portion of their schedule. Georgia's entire schedule is easy this year. But the great thing about what we do, Donnie, that I think paints a truer picture about both of these programs so far, not that it can't change, but so far, is we use the odds. Georgia, a perfect 4-0 straight up. 0-4 0-4 against the spread. Michigan, a perfect 4-0 straight up. 0-4 against the spread. They have not exceeded the expectation that has been set for them, favored heavily in each of their games so far against soft portions of their schedule. And, Donnie, if you're not covering numbers, you're not living up to what is anticipated for you, I don't think you can be considered one of the best teams so far in college football. No, and you're right about that, too. And if you take a look from a fan base perspective, you come into the season, we know Georgia's a good team. We know Michigan is a good team. How about if you're that fan base that goes out there and goes, hey, man, season tickets, let's have some good times. Like, well, we actually don't play a football team till two and a half months into the season. And also, what does that say about your football team? It's not their fault. They didn't get the players didn't schedule this. This is scheduled years and years in advance, and maybe teams you thought right. would be better aren't actually better at this point. So you can't knock them for doing that. But also, you're in that malaise here you're playing each and every week like who are we getting up for what team are we supposed to play we're 30 point favorites here we should win this easily here and then it comes down to be battle tested and you're not maybe that hangs up for you but i do think georgia and michigan probably have a legitimate chance to be in the college football playoff and rightfully so as a benefactor of the schedule but if we're looking towards that pac-12 when marcos on he called them the best conference in football he might be right there yeah. you take a look at those teams eight and nine right now sitting in the poll oregon and also usc i love what i saw from oregon last week they're going to be players that the only problem is they play in such a tough conference here they might knock each other off where maybe one of those teams has a legitimate chance to get to the playoff loses a game late in the season they don't go even though we consider them one of the best teams in the league and also in the nation yeah drs i would put washington in the conversation for best team in the country right now an offense that is going to tear up any defense that stands in front of them and a defense for the huskies that has talent that i think is better than the numbers might stack up when your offense is scoring 60 points and doing so at the pace washington is right now defense is out there and it allows some points to be scored on the back end I will say this about Georgia and Michigan. Two teams, DRS. The Dogs have been favored by at least 26.5 points in all four of their games. Michigan by at least 24.5 in all four of their games. Neither have covered in any of those. And Michigan's not covering by an average of eight points per game. Georgia, nine and a half points per game. The Daily Basin, around MLB, up next. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Professional welder Shayna Ford used VR training developed by ForgeFX to hone her skills as a welder. The more time that you spend practicing it, that's what separates a good welder from a great welder. VR training can help students like Shayna repeatedly practice specific skills. Virtual reality definitely helps because the more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Explore more stories like Shayna's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact.
Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. The Daily Bases, live right here on this Wednesday around Major League Baseball. Only about five days remain in this regular season. Up until Sunday, just a few more games and days left in the regular season to set the stage for playoff baseball into October. We welcome on Craig Mish, live right here on this Wednesday. Our MLB insider, the host of Newswire, starting at 11 a.m. Eastern. Craig, we've had you on the show pretty much every day throughout Major League Baseball season. And here in this final week, it might seem like we're focusing on the same things, but the race is still to be decided. The American League West divisional race, the final couple of spots in the American League wild card, and the final two spots in the National League wild card as well. So, Craig, let's dive right in. In. We start in the AL West. The Mariners, a much-needed victory yesterday at home in Seattle against the Astros. The Strohs and the M's have split their two games so far this week. 6-2 to two, the victory yesterday, Craig, for Seattle. They are now trailing the Astros by just a half game. The rubber match tonight in Seattle. And the Astros, Craig, going with Framer Valdez. Houston booked as a money line road favorite. How vital is this rubber match tonight in Seattle? Well, look, I think they're going to go into the weekend with both of these teams clearly still being alive, but make no mistake about it, if Houston ends up winning this game tonight, it gives them a major advantage into getting the postseason down the stretch. Naturally, Valdez is no stranger to big games. He's pitched in some huge games, including the World Series. But look, I think what Seattle showed yesterday is they're not going away. Kirby came through in a big spot. He was the pitcher that we used yesterday in Daily Fantasy as well. So I would expect a very spirited game tonight. And really, in the end, Seattle kind of needs to win to stay alive. Uh, I think if Houston wins, that pretty much, to me, gives them a large percentage chance of, mm. of course, getting in this weekend. Does it feel like to you, Craig, because it does to me a little bit, like this might be the deciding game, even though it's not, there's still a couple games left to play. The winner of this game is probably going to get that wild card spot because it feels like that to me. And you're right, if the Astros win tonight, which again, I do believe they will. I didn't think they would win last night. The better pitching matchup was for the Mariners, but right. I believe that flips back to Houston tonight. If you look at this game and the final outcome is Mariners win, do you believe they get in or vice versa, Houston, or is it not that simple to say, Donnie, hey, We've seen some crazy things happen over the final five days of the season. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't think it's that simple. And again, Houston is this weekend going to be having to face off with Zach Gallen and Merrill Kelly of Arizona, yeah. presumably, if the Diamondbacks need those games too. So the road could be difficult for them. And I think, Donnie, to assess it, as far as the starting pitching is concerned the rest of the way, I think it's really fair but as we saw yesterday, the Cubs had their best starting pitcher on the mound, and it looked sure. like that was a win for them, and it wasn't. So you're right. Crazy things are happening over this past week. I just can't recall an end of the season where I've seen uh, bullpens of, of playoff teams just crumbling down in the end, oh. and it happened again last night too. Craig, with a guy for a guy that had a plus 126 money line ticket on Chicago yesterday, what mm -hmm. a disappointing result it was out in Atlanta. But to your bo both of your points about what is happening with these three American League West teams, it doesn't just come down to this final day, as you both know, still very integral series to end out the year. The Mariners will host the Rangers starting tomorrow, a four-game set. The Astros head to Arizona to take on the Diamondbacks. Those final three games in the desert this weekend could be vital for both Houston and Arizona. Right now, the Astros, a minus 162 favorite to see the postseason. Seattle into minus money at minus 115. The Rangers, Craig, a minus 650 favorite to win the American League West. Still holding that two and a half game advantage 
over the Houston Astros. Three up on the Mariners despite their six-game win streak coming to a close last night in Anaheim. Craig, do you still feel, here we are with our daily update around the American League West, that Rangers have built up a big enough lead to hold on to the divisional crown in the AL West? Oh, there, there really are not a lot of games left to be played. And obviously, Seattle has these remaining games against Texas. But uh, Texas is on the brink now, essentially, of clinching and, and taking care of everything that they want to take care of. That's not good news for Houston because, generally speaking, and we're going to see this today, I think, with Milwaukee and Philadelphia, the day after teams clinch, they tend to rest virtually everyone. And that's probably a good tip today to keep an eye on the Phillies lineup and the Brewers lineup because I do not expect a ton of starters to be playing for both those teams today after clinching and partying into the night. But look, Houston's going to have to yes. play to the end. I think Arizona is in a position where they're going to have to play to the end. It would really hurt Seattle if the Diamondbacks, for example, were to get into the National League wildcard after Saturday. Because then at, at, sun, at Sunday, I would not anticipate, if that was the case for Arizona, them starting Merrill Kelly on the final day of the season. My guess is they would just push him back and let him start uh, the first game of the playoffs and then Gallon the second game. So much in the AL, Craig, we're talking about, obviously, rightfully so, the AL West and how intriguing it is. But the other team that's in the mix, and again, we remove the Rays as, yes, they're in the playoffs. The Toronto Blue Jays currently sitting there a game and a mm. half lead here over the Houston Astros and the Mariners at this point. They had a terrible loss yesterday on a makeshift yeah. lineup there for the Yankees. They didn't even score a run and go down two to nothing. They still play the Yankees for a few more, and then they're going to take on Tampa Bay, who, again, probably just trying to line their pitching staff up for the playoffs. Are we sure that the Blue Jays are getting in? Or from your vantage point, what can we expect from the Blue Jays here over the next couple of days? Look, I mean, Garrett Cole is not going to be pitching in the postseason, but he certainly will take that start seriously against the Blue Jays. So you would expect the Yankees yes, to will. be in it. And and look, yep. there's a lot of pressure on the Yankees, a lot of stories coming out that there could be some changes being made. It seems like they're really taking these games seriously. They did against Arizona as well on Sunday. So, look, the Yankees have been really good since the end of August. They're not a pushover team. But, Donnie, I do think the Blue Jays are in a good mm -hmm. spot for that wild card. I, I think that the wheels would completely have to fall off in the next few days yeah. for them to be out. Garrett Cole does get the start for the pinstripes up in Toronto. Jose Barrios on the other side for the Jays. Toronto Boyd is a slight home favorite, but it's only minus 120. All right, let's flip it over to the National League. Craig, you talked about Chicago's disaster yesterday in Atlanta. Up 6-0, entering the home half of the sixth. The Braves come all the way back. A fielding error, uh, error on Seiya Suzuki in the home half of the eighth, where they could have got out of the inning despite some trouble on the base paths, and Chicago goes down. Still a half-game lead over Miami for that third and final National League wildcard spot. Craig, what do you expect out of the Cubs today trying to show that resiliency in the ATL? There was a game that I used to play. I don't know if you guys had it in the 80s. It was like this game where there would be two robots in a ring and they'd be fighting against each mm. other and you just keep hitting the buttons. It was called Rock'em. Yeah, yeah. Rock'em, Sock'em, Donna, you know. Uh, that's that game today. I, I mean, honestly, I don't understand the Braves being this big of a favorite uh, today because I, I just think there's going to be a lot of runs scored in this game. You have two pitchers, I think, that have a chance to get really beat up. Atlanta. Uh, after winning last night, is basically pushing the uh, <laughs> the parachute button here. Over the next two days, they're going to start two starters you are not going to see in the postseason. So I just don't know. I don't want to touch this game outside of the total, but I don't know what to expect, guys, from the Cubs after what happened yesterday. I was in shock watching that game finish. And uh, to say that this is a must-win game today for Chicago, it goes without saying because I just don't know, and we make, you know, build narratives, but literally, what is the psyche of the Cubs, you know, losing a 6 nothing game where they could have oh. pushed themselves really ahead of Miami and, and on pace with Arizona if Miami wins today and takes care of business, you know, the Cubs are going to be on the outside looking in. Craig, there are four teams right now in the National League wildcard hunting those final two spots. The D-backs, the Cubs, the Marlins, and the Reds, all separated by two and a half games. This is your daily update in the National League wildcard. Craig Mish, give us the final two teams into the NL wildcard. <laughs> well, look, as long as Miami wins two out of three against the Mets, I, I think they're getting in. I'm very concerned now with, with the Cubs bouncing back. Uh, I, I still am very concerned with the Marlins pitching. I don't, I don't know how they're going to get through this thing, honestly. But Arizona's in a really good spot. They got Gallon and Kelly if they need them this weekend. 
And I, I think Miami's going to get in. I think Miami's going to be the second wild card. The Marlins right now, a doubleheader today up in Queens against the New York Mets. Right, Mitch, thank you very much. More on the early line up next. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. VR training platforms like the one developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International are helping surgeons train over and over before operating on real patients. As you practice each skill, the muscle memory starts to develop. Learn more at Meta.com slash Metaverse Impact. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Welcome back to the early line live right here on this Wednesday. It is game day eve once again in the National Football League. Thursday night football tomorrow at Lambeau Field between the Green Bay Packers and the Detroit Lions. A full-blown preview of TNF tomorrow on TEL on a Thursday. But DRS, we're known as the early line. We look at the early lines in advance of the Sunday slate week number four of this National Football League season. Across the pond in jolly old London town, it's the Jacksonville Jaguars playing in what will be DRS, their 10th ever NFL London game. And it will be a back-to-back for Jacksonville in London. They also play at Tottenham next week on a Sunday against Buffalo. The Jags DRS, a three-point favorite in this matchup against the Atlanta Falcons. Brighton early on Sunday, 9.30 a.m. Eastern time here stateside. 43 and a half is that total. DRS, the 10th NFL London game for Jacksonville. Our sports professor, Rick Horo, explained why Jacksonville has all the connections to London as the international series here in 2023 begins. Is there a home field advantage for the Jags in London come Sunday? No, there's no home field advantage. And for me, being a handicapper, I can't stand these games. They kick off at 930. They're overseas. Half the time they play on an ice skating rink, it feels like, even though the temperatures are good. It's like you can't replicate either turf and or grass over in the U.K. that you can do in the United States. So usually our toss-ups here. Having said that, you know, a couple weeks ago, you might be saying to yourself, hey, man, Jacksonville Atlanta going to be a sensational game overall. Both of these teams were putrid last week when they played. So I do agree that Jacksonville should be a marginal favorite in this one. And that's not because I don't like what Atlanta's got going on. They're just not getting great quarterback play out of Desmond Ritter, which means, hey, if you're going to throw for 188, 190 yards, that's fine. But that means you better be kicking it in the backfield here and playing some nasty defense because if the offense doesn't keep up, you're not going to win many football games in the NFL by scoring less than 20 points now having that said for Jacksonville last week I was really surprised that they got beat and they got beat down by the Houston Texans last week I do expect a bounce back performance I do agree they should be the favorite but my goodness we're not getting a lot of positivity out of either one of these football teams coming out of last week Ben DRS you would think London game standalone game I gotta have a wager on it right no I'm staying far away from this one between the Dirty Birds and the Jags two teams that were wildly unimpressive last week both losing by at least 14 points not nearly as high on the Falcons as their 2-0 start would say to start this year or even the optimism for Atlanta entering 2023 and DRS Jacksonville is one and two 
Yes, they covered week number one as a touchdown favorite against the Indianapolis Colts, 31-21. But that game wasn't a cakewalk by any means to a double-digit victory. The Jags got to show me something for, before I back them laying three points against yeah. anybody. So, DRS, we mentioned it. Thursday night football starts off week number four tomorrow. A rematch of last year's regular season finale for the entirety of the 2022 campaign. It was Aaron Rodgers' last game as a Green Bay Packer where the Packers needed just a victory over Detroit to see the postseason it was the Lions pulling the upset in Lambeau and this year DRS it's Detroit as the road favorite against the Green Bay Packers do you think the Lions are the deserving favorite entering Thursday night football Here's the tough part about me, as you know me. You know, watching Thursday night football games, I never go towards the road team here. To build a case for the home team or no team at all, it's the biggest, you know, challenge in professional sports to get your team ready yeah. for a road game on Thursday. But if we do have some differences between, hey, look at Seattle's got to go to Miami on a Thursday night. You get the point here. Long travel, you're not going to practice at all. It's yeah. not that far from Detroit to Green Bay. And also keep in mind, Detroit last week was at home in the Dome. So it wasn't like they had to travel back from San Francisco, get home. You know, rest up for a couple days and then travel to go on the road to Green Bay. So that rest advantage might not be built in as much as it should be for Green Bay. I do believe they should be the favorite in this game. And secondarily, what are we getting out of Green Bay in this game? If you could tell me, Ben, right now, you're going to get a healthy Aaron Jones and a healthy Christian Watson. I'm going to say, you know what? Green Bay is going to be really tough to beat at home on Thursday night. But I've been liking what I've seen from Detroit, including their week one victory over Kansas City. They let one get slip away here against a decent Seattle team. But they righted the ship last yeah. week against Atlanta. It's hard. If this game was on Sunday, I would absolutely, Ben, love the Detroit Lions. But the fact that it's on a Thursday yeah. is going to make it tough for me to pull the trigger on them. DRS, a really good point. Jordan Love in his home debut. Well, not his home debut, but his first game as the full starter now in Green Bay in Lambeau. 259 yards, a touchdown, and his first interception of the year, but only 22 of 40. The Packers have played, as you see, that one-and-a-half-point spread in a couple mm -hmm. of really close ball games, week two and week three. Yeah. They had a two-score lead on Atlanta in the fourth quarter, week number two. Lost that game by one. They would have covered in this scenario. Last week, a point and a half favorite against the New Orleans Saints. They won by one, 18 to 17 against the Saints. Jared Goff has been good this year. Passing props are out, DRS, for this football game. But in terms of rushing props, only one. It's Jordan Love, who had 39 on the ground last week, 15 and a half that number this week. DRS, the NFC North, not exactly the best division so far. The Packers, 2-1. and one. The Lions, 2-1. and one. The other two teams, oh boy, 0-3 oh for the Vikings and the Bears. The Lions remain the favorites in the NFC North. Not all that far in front of the Packers. DRS, in your estimation, is it a two-team race between the two teams we will see in Lambeau tomorrow night? Yeah, it's clearly a two-team race. Look, Minnesota's actually a quality football team, but they're 0-3. I don't think they're going to climb out of that hole because I don't think their defense, quite frankly, is good enough. The Chicago yeah. Bears are a mess beyond messes here. So when you look at this game, isn't like doubly important here because you don't think like, oh, well, hell, Detroit's going to have to play Minnesota and Detroit and all that. No, we don't care about that. It seems like these two games in the division between the Lions and the Packers are going to decide this. And if you are the Detroit Lions on a Thursday night can go into Green Bay and win, knowing that the next Ooh. game is going to be in your own building that is a massive advantage so i do believe that the detroit lions at the FanDuel sportsbook fan should be a plus 100 and the packers at a plus 145 a lot to play out this week and again it's just a shame because i'm really big on the lions i like the way they function on offense and by the way great yeah. defense last week when you have an injured secondary and you're not expected to do much they really relied on the defense and it came up big we'll see if they can do the same thing against the packers on thursday night Held the Falcons to only six points. That really game's good. staying well yeah. under a total. The Lions, DRS, an even money 100 plus 100 favorite, as you saw right there. The first divisional game for Detroit. This would be the second for the Green Bay Packers. A victory, of course, over the Bears. Week number one. DRS, the Bears, winless. 0-3. The Vikings, winless. 0-3. The Panthers, winless. 0-3. The Denver Broncos, winless. 0-3. Those four winless 0-3 teams, DRS, all play one another this weekend so something's got to give the vikings and the panthers face off drs on sunday as well as we track down that game it's in charlotte a three and a half point spread in favor of the vikes donnie not only zero and three for minnesota 
but all three games decided by just a single score. Last year, the Vikings 11-0 in one-score games. This year so far, Donnie, 0-3. Yeah, and we're taking a look at that game overall with Carolina banged up in their secondary. Not the greatest look with Kirk Cousins and Justin Jefferson coming to town. I do agree that Minnesota should be the favorite, and it looks like they opened up at a three-point favorite. Now sit at a three-and-a-half and a total of 45-and-a-half. Hear me out on this. Give me Andy Dalton, at quarterback. They were competent on offense last week. If I get Andy sure. Dalton in this game for the Carolina Panthers and that banged-up defense going up against Minnesota, as long as we don't have any weather concerns, which it doesn't look like we do, I think this game has a legitimate chance to get into the 50s here they're not great defenses they're banged up and they should be able to shoot it out here look you need minnesota to get up off the carpet to have a chance here that's why they're being pushed as the favorite here be saying like you know what they're really not as bad as their own record or own three record actually says they've been competitive and i think they do pick up a win regardless of quarterback for the carolina panthers yeah, I think that three-and-a-half-point spread, though, DRS, pretty apt for a team that has always lived around that number in the yeah. last few seasons. Yep. The Vikings right now, a win total updated DRS of six-and-a-half. It was eight-and-a-half before the year with the over having the juice. This was a 13-win football team last year. Things are disastrous in the Twin Cities. The Panthers also 0-3, but that a little bit more expected. We will see who the quarterback is for Carolina at home in Charlotte on Sunday. Give me all the props, though, DRS, as we look to the mm. Vikings. They can't make the number high enough for Justin Jefferson. Nearly became the first player in NFL history to have at least 150 receiving yards Ooh. in his first three games of a season. Had a buck 49 last week. Kirk is going to throw it all over the yard. Keep an eye on the attempts prop. I would also look at Minnesota's team total, 24 and a half. They scored 28 against Philadelphia. Carolina allowed 37 with a banged up defense like Donnie alluded to against Seattle last week. DRS Sunday night football. We can't flex just yet. It's the Chiefs and the Jets in MetLife. Kansas City, a nine and a half point favorite you're going to see the Jets in standalone games a bunch more this year because the anticipation was Aaron now it's Zach but maybe Trevor Trevor Simeon DRS will we see him in this game against Kansas City I don't know. Maybe you see the triple option out of the Jets here, but I look at that 42 and a half and just say with Kansas City, I don't care who they play, pencil them in for high 20s. Oh. This game should get over the total. And other outlets, as we like to say, are showing 41 and a half for a Chiefs game. That's not telling you how good the Chiefs defense is, which has actually been playing well. It's telling you how pathetic that Jets offense actually is. The Jets, can you get the 14 points this week if you can? That game's going over the total. <sighs> It's so tough, man, right? Because you look at the New York Jets, and Donnie, if you were going to trust anything to try to fill in for the poorest play of Zach Wilson, it was that defense. But what a tall order they have undertaken this year because it's not only Zach Wilson. The ground game is non-existent the last couple of weeks. 22 carries for 38 yards against New England last week. They had 64 the week prior, and Zach Wilson had 35 of them. Figure something out, Nathaniel Hackett, or you might be fired for the second time in two years. We'll go to Major League Baseball. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. VR training platforms like the one developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International are helping surgeons train over and over before operating on real patients. As you practice each skill, the muscle memory starts to develop. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.
There are five days remaining, including this Wednesday, left in the Major League Baseball regular season. The season comes to a close on Sunday, and then everything will be determined for the postseason and October. But DRS, before we get there, boy, there's a lot of moving parts. And that is a focus here on this Wednesday on the early line. Of course, Donnie, every Major League Baseball day of the last few, we have led with this matchup in Seattle, and rightfully so. It's the Astros and the Mariners, the conclusion, the rubber match of their three-game set in the Pacific Northwest. But this time, unlike the previous two, Houston is the road favorite. Framer Valdez gets the start for the Astros. It's minus 120 on the money line. DRS, break it down for us here on this Wednesday. Who takes the rubber match? Framer alert, by the way, that really got my attention. There you go. For Amber Alert as we get after it. And by the way, you're taking a look at this game. The chips, if you're a poker player, you're pushing them all into the center here tonight if you have a Houston Astros ticket. Because I do believe if they lose this baseball game, I don't think they're going to make it into the playoffs. However, if they win, I do believe they make it in. Good for them. I think they have their best pitcher on the mountain in Framber Valdez. He's been solid since August the 1st. If we're taking a look here at that analytical approach, 3.83 XFIP, perfectly doable. If we take a look at what he's actually been doing over the past 30 days, been 131 batters that he's faced here. Take a look at the ISO, 128, weighted on base percentage, sensational at a 266. This is the guy you need. And how about this? If you're a left-handed batter, he's faced 27 of those over the last 30 days as a left-handed pitcher, a 48% k rate that's absolutely phenomenal if we turn it over and take a look at the lineup today that we anticipate to be out there for the seattle mariners first four guys there crawford rodriguez hernandez and suarez against lefties the last month they've been solid here after that you get a mixed bag here the better lineup on the field tonight is going to be the astros the ambassadors have the better pitcher tonight and this is a game they desperately need to go into seattle and take two of three games that would be absolutely massive let's see if they can get it done and i do think they will DRS, that would give the Astros a game-and-a-half advantage over the Mariners for what would be that third and final yep. American League wildcard spot. Houston has tomorrow off before traveling down south to the desert to take on the Arizona Diamondbacks in what might be a wild three-game set to end the year for both the D-backs and the Strohs trying to position themselves in the wildcard in their two respective leagues. No rest for the weary for the Mariners D-off, D uh, DRS. They start a day uh, a four-game set against the Texas Rangers tomorrow on a Thursday at home. Speaking of the Rangers, Texas still a two-and-a-half game advantage for the top spot in the American League West. Dane Dunning on the bump for Texas today in Anaheim. They're booked as a minus-164 favorite. DRS, the Rangers have still won six of their last seven, 12 of their last 17. Do the good times continue tonight in Anaheim? Yeah, take a look at some of the analytical numbers that we're going to have tonight, which are quite stunning here, quite frankly, because if you take a look at Dane Dunning, look at his last 30 days in Major League Baseball. He's got a 223 ISO and a 401 weighted on base percentage over those 119 batters. If we break that down, lefties and righties doing damage against him equally here. 226 ISO to lefties, 220 to righties. However, if we're taking a look since August 1st, minimum 20 innings pitched here. Today, we have it looks like uh, 24 pitchers on the card today. Dunning is 11th, but it's a 3.87 XFIP, which yeah. is actually decent. So, okay, look at this. We might get a better start than we had last night because you basically got no start out of your frontline starting pitching last night. Take a look at Griffin Canning on the mound here today for the Angels. He actually has okay statistics. Over the past 96 batters he's faced, Ben, a 169 ISO, which is solid, a 325 weighted on base percentage, which is okay. But take a look at this. He's fifth on the card today at a 3.68 XFIP number. So playoff atmosphere here for the Rangers. I actually think both of these pitchers even though they don't have great numbers based on their past 30 days but their analytical numbers going back to august 1st are both quality here do i think the rangers should win because they have to yes but they didn't win last night this will be an interesting one to see it play out but my if you said i'm yeah. no real best bet on the game but the way i would go under yeah. Eight and a half is that total DRS. The Rangers offense last night, a little bit lackluster, yeah. only three runs. But in 10 of their previous 12 wins, they had scored five 
or more. We will see what happens tonight in Anaheim. Again, that over-under at eight and a half. DRS elsewhere in the American League. The Rays firmly positioned in that top spot in the AL wildcard standings. Ten games up for the top spot. Nine and a half in front, or eight and a half, excuse me, in front of their divisional foe, the Toronto Blue Jays, for that difference between first and second in the wildcard race. Tampa Bay on the road today in Boston. Tyler Glass now gets the start for the Rays. Without much of a motivation, DRS, they're still two and a half games back of the Baltimore Orioles in the American League East standings. How much do you think we see out of Glass now today on the bump for Tampa? Probably just to stay sharp, five to six innings maximum here. Keep those pitch count around like 80, probably just to get him ready for the playoffs. But having said that, you hit the nail on the head. You take a look at the, there's not much to play for here for the Tampa Bay Rays. Let me list the guys that we expect to be in the order tonight, one through nine for Tampa. Aranda, yeah. Caminero, Paredes, Lowe, Mead, Margot, Tapia, Walls, and Bethancourt. Yeah, they're getting their guys' days off, and they're taking their time here. Now, granted, on the mound here for the Boston Red Sox, not a great pitcher in Brian Bayo. Last 30 days here, 237 ISO power number and a weighted on-base percentage of 382. But you still need legitimate hitters here to try to take advantage yeah. of that. Yes, they are playing in Boston, but we're no longer looking here, Ben, at summer temperatures. Hey, look at this, Ben. 86 degrees with the wind blowing out. That's not the case. 57 degrees at first pitch and a wind blowing in lightly from right field here. I'm not saying I'm loving the under tonight, but I'm certainly saying I'm not loving the over. I would probably take a small play on the under tonight, but if you're looking for motivation from either side, outside of Glass now pitching well, there's no motivation for either side tonight. Yeah, just the two-game set here between the Red Sox and the Rays. They ended today a day off for Tampa before they head to Toronto for a three-game set to end out the year. Might be important for the Blue Jays trying to hold off either the Astros or the Mariners for what would be that second of three American League wildcard spots if the Blue Jays wanted. That sixth seed is going to take on the Twins, who has a worse record, of course, by a pretty hefty margin than that of Tampa Bay. In DRS, we see that split motivation for Tampa as yeah. of late. They have split their last eight games. Four wins, four losses. Speaking of Toronto DRS, they mm -hmm. might not have that one-and-a-half game advantage over the Astros or the Mariners come tomorrow. They're a slight home favorite, but they lost yesterday. Shut out by the Yankees up in the Great White North. Today, again, a slight home favorite, but Garrett Cole is on the other side, and the Yankees are not going quietly into that long winter's night, DRS. How tough of a test is this for Toronto today at home? This is... This is a really tough test, and to be honest. Yesterday, as I said, I was surprised they lost that game. They didn't even score a run against yeah. a, you know, half-baked lineup, whatever you want to give the Yankees, whatever they put out yesterday. But with Garrett Cole in the mound, they're probably going to give him an A lineup, one through nine. I'm not talking about the Jays. I'm just talking about giving another chance at victory for Garrett Cole, and I do think he pitches well. Barrios would be on the mound here. For Toronto, has been no slouch either. So if we're looking from a total perspective, much like we saw yesterday, I like the under in this game. But my goodness, like I tried to bring it up with Craig Mitch where it's like, hey, we never really talked talk much about Toronto because the focus is always in yeah. what did the Mariners do? What did the Astros do? What did the Rangers do? Watch out because I do think the Toronto Blue Jays are going to lose this game tonight with another really good pitching performance from Garrett Cole and then you're just throwing everything up in the air as we head towards the weekend here for that AL wildcard race. It might be like, or it might seem like DRS, Toronto has a tough series to end things out at home. Three games against the Rays. We'll see what Tampa's motivation is for those final three. They are firmly positioned into that top spot in the American League wildcard chase. However, Toronto wants to go in playing their best baseball. We'll see what happens here after this series against the Yanks. No make playoff odds for the Blue Jays on the FanDuel Sportsbook. They're more so thought of as being an American League playoff team. Donnie but to be the sixth seed plus 490 for Toronto right now if you think they slide a little hmm. bit over these final five days maybe that's a price that is intriguing Donnie no odds out just yet for the doubleheader we are going to see today in New York between the Mets and the Marlins but Miami now only a half game back of that third and final National League wildcard spot. And the Fish have had a very tough slate here over the last few weeks, and they've looked good. Finishing with two straight victories over Miami to enter this set in Queens against the Mets. No bad weather today. Should be a nice early fall day in the greater New York City area. DRS, what do you expect out of the Marlins in this doubleheader set against the Mets today? 
Well, I expect him to get beat game one, which is going to really put the emphasis on game number two. And as we talked with Craig earlier, you're going to be throwing bullpen sessions and, and using up bullpen guys. Here's the problem. You're fighting for the playoffs. You got Johnny Cueto on the mound tonight. Like, that's not a great look here. Last 30 days, he's been having it. Quite fair, forget about the last 30 days. Go over his season with the Marlins here. 200 in it, excuse me, 200 batters faced, a 280 ISO, and a 370 weighted on base percentage. If you break that down between lefties and righties, a 298 ISO and a 261 ISO lefty and righty combined that is terrible today even though the Mets aren't playing yeah. for anything they still take some joy in okay let's take out another team that was trying to fight for the playoffs so they wind up exactly where we will be in October not a great look saying is way better than Quaidu is I expect them to win game number one which then puts all hands on deck yeah. in game number two we don't even know who the pitcher is going to be who the lineup's going to be who's going to be available in the bullpen as we said that's a disaster scenario where you had to go a double header here for the Marlins in the final couple days of the season DRS, we've already seen some movement in the make playoff odds because of this weird scenario now for the Fish. Again, they do not look fondly on the postponement last night no. up in Queens. Our Craig Mish breaking it down for us in the commercial break. A huge disadvantage now for Miami because of what it does to the Miami pitching staff the remainder of the way. Sandy Alcantara, DRS, not the NL Cy Young winner of a year ago that we saw this year out on the bump, but he was going through rehab starts in the minors before now he's on the shelf for the rest of the year. I'll tell you this, whoever ends up winning that sixth and final National League uh, spot in the postseason, I'm taking the Brew Crew in that opening wild card series with a pretty hefty probably minus money series outright price. The Marlins right now a minus 160 favorite to see the postseason despite being a half game back behind the Cubs Chicago plus 142 and DRS again if for some reason the Cubbies miss the postseason they will look back on last night as a mitigated disaster that happened in Atlanta up six nothing entering the home half of the six the Braves storm all the way back a fielding error as bad as you will see on Seiya Suzuki in the home half of the eighth inning that allowed the Braves to score two and gave them the victory Chicago again DRS a road mm -hmm. money line underdog plus 132 how does Chicago bounce back tonight in the ATL well, I mean, you should. You got you know, Darius Vines on the mound tonight for Atlanta. So, you know, they're trying to get their, you know, guys ready for the postseason run. You haven't seen too much of him. Only 60 uh, batters that he's faced. But he actually has some decent numbers. ISO power number a little bit elevated at a 190 and a weighted on base percentage of 296. To be honest, if you're looking from a perspective for Jamison Tyone, he has been okay. But this is Atlanta. 73 degrees, still warmer weather down there. I would not be surprised if we have another pinball gallery tonight here and get a lot of runs here. So, if you have a a couple run lead early on that might disappear yeah. late in this game as well and the Cubs hope it's not the case for them nine and a half is the total DRS because the Cubs lost even though Milwaukee lost yesterday the Brewers have clinched the National League Central they take on the Cardinals today we'll talk about that matchup in just a minute the Reds DRS a win yesterday over the Guardians 11 to 7 in Cleveland since the only four games remaining this year a game and a half behind Chicago it's going to be a stretch for Cincy to get into the postseason with Miami in front but another game they must have today in Cleveland booked as the road underdogs a best bet for Major League Baseball on this Wednesday to end out the show on the other side DRS I'm cooking up a four-leg money line underdog parlay we'll talk mm. about it next sportsgrid.com betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24 7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering real-time odds predictive betting models expert picks and more want the edge then get on the grid sportsgrid.com welding instructor alex declare knows firsthand how vr training platforms like forge fx can help meet the demand for skilled workers anywhere you go look there's going to be a shortage of welders VR training can help welding students learn the skills they need to begin and advance in their career. The beauty of virtual reality is it simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Explore more stories like Alex's at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. 
coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Come. Closing out our three hours together here live on this Wednesday on the early line on SportsGrid. And if you want to keep the fun rolling, you got to download the new SportsGrid app, the ultimate sports betting companion app, now available for download at the Apple and the Play Store. And DRS, the best thing now about the new SportsGrid app, you can sync your bets with major sports books out there, including, of course, the lovely FanDuel Sportsbook, number one in our hearts, to track all of your bets throughout any given day or night in DRS with this four-leg money line underdog parlay I just cooked up for this Wednesday in Major League Baseball. You better believe I'm going to need to track those bets. So before we say farewell and before we say goodbye on this penultimate Wednesday of the Major mm-hmm. League Baseball season, it's time for Bye Bye Bye. DRS, what is the best bet? Probably handicapped a little bit better than my four-leg parlay. Well, yesterday I tried to up the ante. I told everybody to back the Baltimore Orioles on the run line. They only won one to nothing and to take a base hit here between two players. I actually upped it yesterday and went RBI on both players, only to see Gunnar Henderson lead off the game with a home run. Oh, we were going to be cashing in tickets. Didn't work out, but look, yeah. how many times have you done this, Ben? You take a look at a game and say, oh, it didn't work out yesterday. Let me go elsewhere. Stay with the same game and watch the ping pong balls come in for you because we're going to take RBI props here today for the Baltimore Orioles. Westburg to get an RBI plus 135. Hicks to get an RBI plus 175. If you take them individually, one of them hits, it's plus money. We're fading Patrick Corbin today. I look for a nice offensive output here for the Baltimore Orioles. DRS, I'm fading partying. Yesterday, the Philadelphia Phillies clinched the top spot in the National League wild card again back a red October in Philly. The Brewers, despite a loss, clinched the National League Central. So we're going to take the Cardinals and the Pirates outright on the money line. Going back to the well, the Cubbies need it. Today, they get it in Atlanta. And why not add Garrett Cole as a money line underdog tonight in Toronto? Plus 2104 DRS. Let's have some fun on penultimate Wednesday of this Major League Baseball regular season. DRS and I will be back tomorrow, 8 a.m. Eastern, live right here on Sports. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.